2: What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. We are here to recap day two of what we witnessed up close and personal of the Shrine Game practices. Uh, again, we're live here in St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay, Florida and uh, joined by Kyle Krabs. How you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. It's good to be here. Good to be in St. Pete, which is where the Shrine Game is taking place. I know Trevor Sickema whose house we're crashing, um, is in Tampa. But
2: uh, you, you set them both on the table, but the byline on the articles reads St. Petersburg. They do. Uh, you know, there is a, an establishment in Tampa Bay that is dumb enough to offer all-you-can-eat tacos for, for $16. Six, uh, and we just raided that place with six dudes. And um, let's just say we're full.
0: Yeah, I'm so full that I came home and (laughs) pounding two scoops of C4, so I'm not that full, I guess. But I also, here's the pro tip. You go eat bottomless tacos, don't eat the tortillas. Don't waste valuable, valuable space on meaningless corn tortillas and carbs. Don't do it.
2: You guys will be proud to know that John Ledger was the taco champion tonight. Fifteen. I wasn't trying. Well, I'm not going to pat the man on the back for a competition I, that I didn't try. But here's in. the problem: he ha, he would have went. He would he left two on the table. He left two tacos on the table. Yeah, because he, he went did. outside for a radio interview. I've been turning on radio interviews all week long. <laughs> where John takes one, and it slows him down with the taco eating pace. The man could have put down two more with it. Listen, Seventeen. Listen, I don't. Tacos. I don't know if. The radio call
0: slowed him down, or it was the snail's pace in which we were receiving tacos. Oh, yeah, we put an order of tacos in, dude. They were playing like Saul Mind Games <laughs> with you. They had you chained to the chair. With his big old basket of chips, they kept refilling your chips every five minutes. But <laughs> heaven forbid they bring in your tacos in less than thirty-five minutes.
2: Yeah, well, it was a process, and uh, you gotta trust the process, much like it. the
0: Philadelphia 7 our
2: Philadelphia 76 no,
0: sixers Yours, they scored uh, last I saw they scored one hundred and forty-four points on the T-Wolves.
2: Yeah, you know, last night. Yeah, you no, know, Just a couple minutes left. I think people want to hear us talk about the sh- the Shrine Game, so let's do that. Let's start with the East roster. I'll go first with a player that popped, yeah, a player that popped yesterday too, but also today. Terry Godwin, the wide receiver from Georgia. My goodness, he's smooth. Look, he's not an overly like big receiver and overly dynamic in ter- terms of his movement skills, but. The way that he's able to run his routes and have good speed and in and out of his breaks, and how well he's doing to cross the face of wide receivers, extend for the football—I mean, he—he's a really a difficult cover for these cornerbacks out here. And and so he's a guy that if you look at the the Georgia offense, all the different receivers they have, the obviously great receivers, great tight end, and a run game that they really want to feature. Godwin didn't necessarily get a ton of looks, but man, like he's super polished for a guy that uh, you know is a Shrine game receiver and, and he's really dominating I think and excelling this week
0: yeah so the first guy I want to talk about on the EC team is number 21 Joel Embiid <laughs> oh, I'm kidding I'm Jeez. kidding <laughs> uh, I want to talk about I don't know if you know how to say his first name Joe Udo offensive tackle number 57 you know how to say this first uh, name
2: Oli Sayameka.
0: Oli Yeah. Udo from Elon Yep. 57 uh, this dude passes every visual benchmark you would want in an L- NFL offensive lineman. Uh, 6'5", 3'36", thought he played well uh, for his second consecutive practice. He's performing at a at an admirable level against uh, the competition that's here at the Shrine event. Functional strength is through the roof. He's not carrying a lot of extra sloppy weight. You know, he, he's very lean With his mask, but he has a ton of it on his frame, just a very large framed human being. And as we talked about the other day on this show, if you're going to be a small school kid and generate attention and warrant getting drafted throughout this draft process as a small school kid, you have to have those physical tools, which he has. So I'm really excited to get my hands on some Elon tape and really dig in and see what this kid is all about on film.
2: Uh, Kyle, you're talking small school guys. I'm keeping it with big schools, and I'm staying in the same big school as I dig for Terry Godwin, and I want to mention Lamont Gallard, uh, their interior offensive lineman. I thought he was a wall today in pass pro. I mean, it was, the guys just weren't getting around him. He was able to get to his hands on him quick, fit, stun him with his punch, anchor, and he just wasn't giving ground, and he was staying square, and you know he's a player that has a lot of experience at at, uh, Georgia. He's a player that people around Georgia that I've spoke to really rave about him and his football character and how hard of a worker he is, and now you're seeing him really make a name for himself this week with the shrine practices, and and honestly, I mean, I know that we just said offensive linemen, a couple of offensive linemen, but when you look top to bottom at these offensive linemen, the last half of these, these offensive line groups, and both teams are really, really, really struggling, and so, you know, gallery has been a breath of fresh air for this group and a guy with experience and a guy that I think, you know, certainly can at least at a minimum provide some versatile, uh, you know, depth to an NFL offensive line.
0: All right. So I, on the, when the West team is practicing, I've just given up on offensive line play. <laughs> that's it's, there's, there's not a lot to watch yeah, on that really side. Yeah. Uh, if I want to talk about one more player that stood out to me in a good way today how about Tennessee defensive end Kyle Phillips, number 92? Uh, he's somebody that we talked about and you and I talked about personally a little bit beforehand. He's a former five-star recruit at Tennessee. And the way that his body's built, you know, he's a little underdeveloped still in the upper half. and uh, But his lower half is, is really promising, and he has good length to his frame. And uh, I thought he played really well. Specifically in the team drills and team periods, scraping off of blocks and getting down the line of scrimmage and disengaging from blocks and using that length favorably in those areas. So, in uh, encouraging development from Kyle Phillips to see him kind of make some more splash plays on the second day, and then from here, you want to see what kind of pass rush upside you know or pass pass rush capabilities he's able to illustrate. And I do know from talking to some people there at the practice and event, uh, he is working with a pass rush specialist to kind of help him in that area specifically and develop some of those tools that he has specifically and understand how to hone them. Um, But, Joe, I would challenge you, we have to also play bad cop here. Is there a player on this roster that disappointed you? I have one, and it's somebody that you talked about before the event. So I'll I'll jump on that grenade so that you don't have to – discuss one Virginia Tech Hokie. But is there anybody else on this roster that you've been disappointed with through the first
2: two days of practice? Let me save my disappointments for the next team. I want to talk Coward. about well, – there You know, there's a player in yesterday when we were recording the podcast – and we had flipped over to the West team, I was thinking to myself, man, I wish I would have said this guy because he deserved you know, some, some praise, and then he did it again today. And so I, I want to make sure I talk about him, and that's Rutgers defensive tackle Kevin Wilkins. Yes. He, he's been really good for two practices in a row. He caught my eye like, right away with just how quick he was, especially compared to the rest of the interior defensive linemen. And then you know that kind of showed up in the team drills. It showed up in the 1v1s where he was able to really get some penetration and work as a three-tech. And, and penetrate the line of scrimmage and, and play in the backfield and, and beat blocks and really be a handful in these 1v1s. And so I, I'm not familiar with his game tape, but I do know what I saw over the last two games was one of the best defensive tackles here. And I just, I'm really excited about maybe getting some eyes on him here very soon.
1: Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling Grundle Bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. That's That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs, And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com.
0: All right. That's a good call by you, but that still makes you a coward. You didn't talk any negativity on this East roster. Uh, Ricky Walker is disappointed. Yeah, there's no question. Right? You know, And, and Ricky Walker is somebody that uh, you profiled before the start of the event and Know, in reading the profile that you put together, I was really excited to watch Ricky Walker, and you know i had seen some flashes of Ricky Walker on tape, and you go, like, okay, you know this this kid, you know he makes some splash plays, he can be disruptive up front, and then you uh, you assess the actual functional skills when you have a chance to see them up front, and it's you're forced to ask the question: Is he just a gamer? How does that work? Because he looks stiff. He looks smaller than as advertised. He doesn't look fluid. I mean, you, especially some of the, the, the drills that they have these guys doing. You have Michael Dogby doing drills immediately in front of or behind Ricky Walker, and it's night and day as far as the athleticism that they bring. And Dogby from Temple's listed six three two eighty. 280. Ricky Walker's listed six two three hundred. Ricky Walker ain't six two three hundred. No. He's smaller than that. So... Uh, He was a player that I've been a little disappointed with. And one more from this Eastern squad. Kentucky corner Derek Beatty has been frustrating to watch because he has length. He's listed at 6'3", but from a functional strength perspective and his consistency inside the five-yard contact window, I haven't really seen a lot that I've liked thus far this week. And this isn't even the team that, in my opinion, has the best wide receivers. I think that the depth on the West roster – at wide receiver is better than the depth on the East roster at wide receiver.
2: Yeah, so let's uh let's flip gears to the West wa- roster. And uh, I want to mention cornerback from Troy, Blaze Brown. I was excited to see him going into the week because I watched actually just one game going in just to get familiar with him and I was like, "Man, this guy's got some length and he's physical. He's the guy that loves to come downhill and make tackles." And and I love that in a cornerback. It speaks to how competitive they are and then you know, it really, you see that same competitive demeanor show up in these 1v1s where, you know, maybe he does, he gives up a catch from time to time, but the way he's competing, the way he's right there, the way that he's mirroring patterns, the way he's aggressively competing at the catch point, like, there's a lot here. And, like, we had tweeted about him a little bit on Twitter and we got, you know, uh, a retweet, actually a quote t- tweet from Richard Sherman. Not sure if you guys heard of him. Several guys, so yeah, and and M- Mark being Gilbert, the he- and headline guy, it, yeah. There, yeah, There's, I mean, there's, it's, it's, he's got some fans out there, and he could play, and so um, anxious to watch more of his tape. But I'm really excited with the one game that I did see, and then two days of practice so far. Well uh, established, uh, Draft
0: Network fan <laughs> and Draft Dudes fan, Richard yeah. Sherman.
2: Yes, of course. Yes,
0: of course. All right, uh, so let's see. I, I do want to talk about another corner in this group. I want to give some love to Montre Hardage uh, from Northwestern. First of all, uh, before I get into Montre, I did make it a personal mission. I didn't tell you this, Joe, but on this show to not talk about Brett Rippin and Divina Zigbo.
2: Okay.
0: Even though I thought they were winners again today, that's, just, all, that's you, all I'm going to say. All right. That's all
2: I'm going to say. Okay.
0: Don't yell at me. Let's go back to Montre. Okay physical and he had this on tape too you watch Northwestern you let him play inside five yards and disrupt routes with his hands really really good in those areas and it was no different in the one-on-ones and the team drills today had an interception on a one-on-one where he finished the route by running the route for the receiver on undercutting the football almost had another one was really effective getting guys off of their landmarks and Joe correct me if I'm wrong but I believe you and Montre had a moment
2: on the sideline. <laughs> he 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 was yeah we did. There was a play play that happened right in front of us, and uh, he he had a funny remark to the. Uh, to the opponent that he was going up against And the official And then he saw that I saw And I reacted And you're over there <laughs> Creeping on us with your binoculars From the stands From the and, far side of the field yeah, look, less. That I was, was probably 60
0: yards away I was trying to
2: live my best life out saw there saw the, Kyle, the little eyebrows
0: that you gave uh, you know
2: Part of me when you're on the sideline One of my biggest goals Is to not get taken out by the players You yeah. know, So I'm very alert and aware yeah. of what's going well, on listen, so, I almost got taken out by, by a punt today well, Or almost. yesterday
0: <laughs> I was walking along the backside, and the punter was punting from the other side of the field and he booms a punt and like, you know, you're walking and you hear look out and I was really proud of myself because I kind of looked up and I realized the ball was in the air and it was one of the assistant coaches that was underneath the the punt getting ready to catch the punt. So I calmly took three steps back and he caught the ball probably as far away from me as where you're sitting right now. (laughs) And he said, sorry about that. I'm like, no man, you're good. You're good. But I didn't panic. You know, it's like you see the guys when they're on the sideline and the play comes their way and they fall over themselves <laughs> so quickly trying to get out of the way. That wasn't me, but it could have been. Yeah, nicely, then and nicely it wasn't, done. And it wasn't you.
2: No, no, I handled myself well. Um, Kyle, I want to talk about another defensive player. Uh, Daniel Wise from Kansas. My goodness, he's just been a delight to watch. It. He's explosive, but everything he's doing, he's winning. Like so, you're watching drills, even if it's just going through bags, and you know his intensity, the way he competes, the way that he's uh, taking the coaching points. You know, it really shows up in, in, the, in the drills where it's just individual work, but then in team stuff, it, he can't be blocked. I mean, these, these interior offensive linemen just look like clowns. They look like me trying to block him. I mean, he he is too quick. He's too quick, too fast, and too strong for these guys. And he's really popping. I mean, we we talked uh, on the way to dinner at some point this afternoon. You know, if there's one player that you thought had a chance to get the call up to Senior Bowl, you know, especially given the interior defensive line group in Mobile, man, Daniel Wise, man, he he's, he he's he's been a stud, total stud, getting a lot of attention. Like after practice, there are there are scouts just circled around this man. He he's certainly making a name for himself this week.
0: Speaking of getting the call to Mobile. Yeah. Anthony effing Nelson is in.
2: This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories.
0: He's officially in. He accepted his invite from Jim Nagy last big, night. Big. Gig. Big. Just like a big guy. He's a big dude. Yeah, I'm getting there. Alright, I want to make sure you cover. I want to leave me. the meat on the bone for you Okay, there, so. well, I appreciate right, that. Right. John's I'm sitting here trying to talk about Anthony right, Nelson. One of my pre- preseason crushes getting an invite to the Senior Bowl as a red shirt junior. And Joe's sitting here pointing at the roster trying to tell me who to talk about next. I'm getting to Keyshawn Johnson, right, okay? Right. I think he might be the best receiver here. Woo! Over Lodge and Godwin. He, as far as his performances in yeah, these practices. He, he
2: was unbelievable.
0: Too. Now, no, he doesn't have the physical tools of no, a DeMarcus Lodge. Yeah. And he doesn't have the short area quickness of a Terry Godwin. But he's smooth, brother, getting off the line of scrimmage, getting press nice. coverage. Really nice footwork. Really deliberate in his efforts to set up defensive backs, create space for himself at the line of scrimmage. And this dude has caught every damn ball thrown his way. Literally every ball. He's got a couple one-handed balls. Uh, I thought the wide receiver group, as I kind of alluded to, I thought there was more depth on this side. But Johnson is making it impossible to not acknowledge him as the one who is separating himself from the pack. I think John Duhart from Old Dominion is another one who's had two nice practices in a row. But Keyshawn Johnson has had two really, really strong practices back-to-back. He's got some nice chemistry going on with Brett Rippin. Seems like those guys have some nice timing stuff. Um... Maybe it's the maybe it's the the Mountain West.
2: Yeah, well, the Mount,
0: Mountain West vibes out there. He's got know? his
2: own quarterback here, does Johnson. He they hooked up on a deep bomb. Yeah, today they did. As well, they so. did.
0: Uh, but it's 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 hard to have chemistry with a guy who can't throw the ball. But <laughs> Jeez,
2: <laughs> no man. comment. Jeez, jeez. All right, I want to talk about one more defensive lineman, Dalen Mack from Texas A&M. He's a former five star. Is this is this why you pointed to Keyshawn? Well, you wanted
0: to set yourself up to talk about all the great guys. No, I thought here. I
2: thought that you because you have uh, you sat somewhere different than me. You had a different approach today, and I, I didn't spend as much time on the receivers, and so I wanted to make sure that we got Johnson the love that Listen, he deserves. Listen, me
0: and my creepy binoculars spent plenty of time in the one-on-ones,
2: focused right. specifically on Daylon Mack. Okay, so he was good. Yeah. Everything I just you just heard me say about lies, uh, repeat that. Copy for, for, and paste. Yeah, yeah. He was good. At, maybe in drills, Mack was better because he's a little thicker, and so I was really impressed with his ability to move and some of his lateral mobility, some of his, his ability to turn and change directions and turn corners. Like I just thought the the, the, the entire skill set was there. He's maybe a little bit more physical. I was talking with John Ledger about him, and a lot nope. of John Ledger. You may nope. have heard of him. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's one of our coworkers. Kyle um, Puna Ford, like kind of like you, you think, just maybe a little bit overthought. Are, are, are under considered in this process? Five star, maybe he didn't meet those expectations. But like, if you're talking about a round three, round four defensive tackle, like I think you can do a lot worse than Dalen Mack, and he's he's uh, creating a lot of buzz with his performance this week. How would you compare him to and Sanat? He might be more explosive than Sanat.
0: but their builds. I mean, their builds kind of yeah. give you the same
2: vibe. Yeah, I mean, deidre has got some. Some little some, well, something in the tummy where I think Max got Max got the tummy in the midsection. Oh, okay, <laughs> Max <laughs> carries his weight; he's thick all the way through. So I like yeah. I like his body composition better than Sonat. Okay, I think that's fair. So, but but you like you at this
0: juncture, based on what you've seen of Max, you think there's a realistic chance you like him and favor him more than you like Sinat less?
2: Yeah, because I thought, and I need to watch some more tape, but I mean. Mac had some really big games against, like, great SEC offensive lines. He wrecked them. Yeah. And so, I mean, that certainly speaks better than Sanat from USF. And I think there might be a little bit more penetration ability in, in, in splash plays, getting into the backfield, and uh, maybe some more pass rush there from uh, Mac than what we saw from Sanat.
0: Okay. Well, for my last guy, I'd like to talk about quarterback Brett Ripp. Oh, no. <laughs> no. All right. Maybe talk about running back Divine. Ah, damn it. Nope. Not going to do that one either. I'm going to talk about Joe Deneen, linebacker from Kansas.
2: Okay. This
0: boy had some thumps today because they put the pads on today at practice and they let these guys have a chance to hit. And Deneen from Kansas listed 6'2", 235. I thought he did a really nice job on some of the inside fits. Getting downhill, getting into gaps, collisioning backs. He had several good contacts with backs at the first, as the first arriving defender. And uh, he's, he's a player that today made me designate more time to watch him in the, the next couple of days of practice. And, and I want to see more of him and get a better feel for who he is. Because obviously you have the other Kansas kid that's here shining brightly. And now I want to know, okay, you know, Kansas, surprising upstart this year. They were a scrappy bunch. They You know, they compete a little bit. Perhaps they had a couple diamonds in the rough that allowed them to kind of get after some folks in the Big 12 this season. So uh, that that's one name for me that flashed for the handful of plays that I managed to catch my eyes on him. But is a player that I do want to focus specifically more time going forward to pay attention to. Joe, any administrative thoughts as we sign off on today's show?
2: Easton Stick conti- continues to struggle. Don't I mean two bad days in a row? Couple, he threw one pick six to Andrew Wingard, the the safety from Wyoming. Another one that bounced off the DB's hands. I mean he he's not comfortable out here. And I get he's a gamer. I like his tape better than McSorley and Thorson from the Senior Bowl. So like I'm not not a stick lover, and I'm not necessarily a stick. Hater, like I'm just normal on stick, and I'm telling here to tell you that he stacked back to back bad performances out there. He and he's you could tell it's starting to weigh on him mean, with some of his decisions. You know, by the end of the practice, this guy was just holding the ball and hitting the dump downs. I mean, he's just he's just not comfortable. Well, Easton
0: stunk. Um, oh, I did it again, yeah.
2: Dad Joe Kyle. Well, he did it again. So he that's what well, happened,
0: he deserves then. it. No, he yeah. doesn't deserve it. Um, the the North Dakota State stands on Twitter deserve it, though. (laughs) They're coming hard. Listen, Easton Stick won three national championships in 49 football games. He's the best. He's going to be a first-round pick. No, he's not. Stop it. Take our word for it. He's had a rough start. Now let's see what he can do to finish the week. Needs it. Let's see what we can do to finish the week. Why don't you guys see what we do to finish the week? Hit subscribe on the Draft Dudes podcast. You enjoyed today's recap. Just remember, we got a couple more practices this week. Leave us a five star review on the show if you feel so inclined. If you feel inclined to give us anything less, please just go away. Right? Yeah, we want the five stars only. This is Kyle Krabs at, at Grinding the Tape with Joe Marino at the Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening to the Draft News Podcast. We'll be back again tomorrow to recap the next set of Shrine Game practices.